I'm James Milley. And I'm Alex Mito. And this is The Artist Business Plan, your favorite weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs, hosted by Superfine Art Fair. What is going on, business artists? You are listening to The Artist Business Plan, which means that you are certifiably awesome. Uh, If you don't know me by now, my name is James Milley. I am the managing partner and co-founder of Superfine Art Fair, the most widespread art fair for artists in the United States, and one of the top resources for all things art, artists, and marketing of your art. Today, we've got Ben Ashton here with us on the mic. Ben is going to share an awesome masterclass with you today, on how to independently build your place in the art world. I don't know about you, but I am so excited to hear what he has to say. But first, I've got an amazing offer here just for you ADP listeners. Artists, have you ever felt anxious, alone, and not sure about the next move for your career? Good news, those days are over. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine art fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we are offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world offer to learn more. We can't wait to welcome you to the Superfine community and start helping you sell more art today. All right, so we are back here with Ben Ashton, and we're ready to change the way that you think about your art career. Ben Ashton is a master of subversion. His art is both beautiful and challenging, a clash of past and future that merges classic techniques with new ideas. Welcome to the Artist Business Plan, Ben. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Hopefully I can... uh say something of some great importance to everybody. Oh, no <laughs> I, I, I fully expect that. <laughs> um, now, uh, before we dive into it, Ben, uh, I just want to ask something to help our listeners get to know the real you. Mm-hmm. What is the earliest memory that you have of art? Well, you see, my dad, my dad's an abstract painter. My mum's an art teacher. So it's, it's quite hard to define exactly when I, I had my first experience because it was kind of all, all around me all of the time. I remember going into my dad's studio and being told to get out of it quite a lot. It was a, a place that was uh, kind of his own space and it was the messiest place in the house. And, uh, you know, he was very frugal with his paint. And so if I started playing around with his paint, I'd have to get out of the studio. Um, but it was, um, yeah, my mum was a fantastic teacher. Um, and, and, and in fact, I think both of them uh, told me not to be an artist because there was no money in it. So I tried to prove <laughs> them wrong. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's the best motivation, right? Is, you know, being out to prove someone wrong. I mean, that's it's there's nothing more satisfying than that so <laughs> absolutely um, that's right I, I i like being the underdog it's uh, it's a wonderful place to be you can only get better from there you know yeah no absolutely and you know your your work is incredible and uh anyone out there who hasn't already seen it definitely go check out ben's work um but yeah i mean it, it seems like 
you're I'm sure constantly growing, but looks like you've already proved your parents wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing um, my best. I'm doing my best. Of course. Cool. Well, thank you so much for, uh, that little, little backstory, Ben. Um, and let's go ahead and jump into the rest of the questions we have for you. Sure. Uh, so Ben, first of all, what, what would you say is the first step in being an independent artist entrepreneur, uh, and getting people to notice your work? Well, I think it's important to first make the decision to uh, commit completely to actually doing that, um, because you, you kind of have to. Uh, you can't really have a plan B. You've, you've got to just go in it full speed and and not really look back. Um, but what I would I would say is is you have to first put to, together some kind of strong coherent body of work because there's a there's a whole lot of noise out there and so you've got to cut through that noise and and so the emphasis is is spending as much time in the studio as possible uh defining what makes you you what makes you truly unique and then putting it across in in a unique way as well you know um and so social media has really helped me with that and and building my presence on there um and obviously you know you've got instagram and and you've got patreon and and another one called pit which is uh something that i'm i'm interested in at the moment um but yeah instagram has has uh, sort of kind of changed my life uh in in a way um it's it's allowed me to to reach the audience that i never would have reached um you know, back in the day when, you know, when I came out of college, uh, you know, you were lucky to get a, a gallery and, and they would only have, uh, you know, their, their clientele. Uh, and now it's completely changed. You know, you can put yourself out there, uh, independently and, and, uh, and gather support from a, a whole kind of bizarre niche that you never knew existed. Um, and so, yeah, you've got to figure out how to do that. That's the important part. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, just the first thing that you mentioned about making that decision to like fully commit to it. I mean, it's the same with any other career that you would have. I mean, you know, you wouldn't apply for a full-time job and then tell them, oh, well, actually, like, I'm only going to be putting half of my energy into this. It's, you know, putting your all into something is, is what will make it successful. So couldn't agree more. Yes. And, uh, I, I know that's not easy either because, you know, it means that you'll, you won't be, you won't be bringing in the money, um, for the first part of it. it you're going to have to figure out a way of, of making ends meet, uh, and, and living very cheaply, but it's, it, it is worth it. You know, you have to be frugal. Um, and you know, there've been many points in my life that I've been severely broke. Um, but you know, without the plan B, nothing to fall back on, you just have to make it work. And that's, you know, eventually you can get there. Right, exactly. And I mean, you know, I've, I've talked to people who, you know, they have a really great job and it's, it, you know, it pays well, they have no financial issues, but they want to make that that shift. And it really is part of the planning is, you know, even if you're very business focused, I mean, we at Superfine, we believe that like, you know, the starving artist mentality is, you know, doesn't need to happen. But like with any like career, any business that you're starting, which this counts for that, um, there is a growth period. Um, you know, you don't just suddenly make like, 
hundreds of thousands of dollars on your art overnight. Um, so no. you, you definitely need to, to factor that in, um, whatever that, that means for your own career. Um, so definitely, um, cool. So Ben, the next question I have for you. So how do you personally structure and manage your own time, um, to represent yourself, but also create work? So kind of that, that balance of being in the studio and then, you know, facing the world with, with your art. Well, I think it's, it's important for me to have a, a fairly solid structure to my day. Um, you know, th there's quite a lot of repetition. So I take my kid to school and then I just sit down and paint and occasionally I have lunch. You know, it's, uh, I, it, it's that, that's, that's mostly it. It's, it's pretty much all work. Um, but I need to remind myself to, to at least post something once a week. Um, and throughout the week. Also, um, I need to sort of post stories to keep people updated on progress. That's, that's so important um, because it, it brings people into your life. People want to be a part of the whole thing. Um, and so it, when you get people to, to sort of uh, be invested in, in what you do, invested in your practice, that's when it truly works, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, that's, that's really a, a key component, especially when, you know, even when someone's art is great, like you're one of so many artists out there. So, you know, why is someone going to gravitate towards your art versus someone else? Um, we talk a lot about knowing, liking and trusting um, uh, from like a, a marketing perspective. So when you, you as an artist, you're marketing your work, like people need to not only like the art that you're making, but also you as the artist, they need to feel really connected to you um, and be able to fit, like for you to come to the top of people's mind before the next artist. Um, it, it, you know, that's, that's going to be the, the key to success. <laughs> Absolutely. I think coherence is the key um, because uh, you know, and also, if you have an Instagram account, um, make sure that your personal stuff goes somewhere else, and, and it's just purely your your work, because the, they need to know where to come to to get get what you're putting out there, basically. And if you if you make it too confusing, then it, it doesn't work in the same way. You've it, you've almost got to simplify it a bit, and it might not be for everyone. You know, there's conceptual artists and some more academic artists, and it might be more difficult for them to do that. Um, you know, as a painter, it's kind of it's easier to to put together something that's that's kind of easily digested, I suppose, visually. And so Instagram is is the perfect place to do that. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd, I think, you know, it, and it took me a while to, to reach that point where I was sure about what I was doing and, and to make it coherent and, and easily digestible and, and figure out kind of tactics and, and ways to, to let people in that didn't feel like I was kind of selling out, but I was just letting people sort of come along for the ride, if you like. Yeah, no, absolutely. Just kind of like being a part of the process. Um, yeah. And I mean, I totally agree. I mean, there's so many social media platforms out there, but especially for visual artists, Instagram just makes so much sense because it's so visual. Um, mm. But yeah, no, ab absolutely. Cool. Um, so then, you know, we're talking a lot about being independently represented. Um, mm. However, what would you say are a few tips for someone getting gallery representation? So whether that's international gallery representation or just representation in general? 
Well, the funny thing is that so I'm I'm not actually represented um, by by any gallery. I used to be, and I decided I didn't actually like it. Um, I didn't like uh, being uh, sort of uh, contractually obliged to do certain things. Um, and you know, I, I had uh, you know a gallery in Mayfair that um, I had representation pretty much straight out of college. Um, you know, I was with other galleries prior to that, and they sold my work whilst I was doing my MFA at the Slade. And um, you know, I, I managed to pay for my tuition uh, doing that, which I was very very lucky to do. Um, but yeah, then I, I got a gallery straight after that. Uh, it, it was very quick to get into. Uh, signing a contract, you know, what's expected of you, you can't show with anybody else. Um, and, you know, that worked for, you know, a few years. And, you know, I felt really, really good about it. But then you realize that, you know, it, the world was changing. And I wanted to, to kind of represent myself a bit more. Um, and so in the end, I, I left the gallery and, and struck out on my own, um, and sort of re kind of created my my presence if you like uh on the internet um and now i i show with so many different galleries uh all over the place um so i mean the current shows in uh, in seattle a gallery called rock larue i show with arcadia in new york uh, robert fontaine in miami mortal machine in new orleans and then there's um munich uh, uh gallery called Soapunk, uh, Outre uh, in Melbourne, like there's all over the place. And uh, Art Life Moscow, that that was something that was that was pretty awesome. That was last year. Um, but they all know when I when I get to talking to them that I, I don't want to have representation and I want to show with as many galleries as possible. Um, and they're fine with that, actually. It, we can have like a symbiotic relationship. Um, because you know, I I put myself out on on social media and and get a lot of interest built up, and you know, the more places I show, the more my name gets out there, and it can help them uh, selling. And it, but galleries give you credibility, and so they understand that they can do that for you. Um, you're not just another guy on the internet, and so yeah, it works. It works much better now, but it it gives you uh, the artist um, more kind of stability and more options. And I think the world is is better for it, basically. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, there's there's kind of two sides to that, right? I mean, you as the artist not being exclusively represented by someone means that you don't have to turn down any other like really good opportunities for yourself. Um, but also from the gallery's perspective, I mean, it's a lot of, um, a, a lot of expectation to be fully, uh, funding the life of not just one, but several artists. So, yeah. you know, I think that a lot of galleries are steering towards a non-exclusive relationship with the artists that they work with. Um, and maybe they have like, you know, kind of a core set of artists, um, that it's exclusive and then others that they work with, um, for like a specific show. Um, but definitely, I mean, it, it sort of benefits both. Like you said, I mean, the, the gallery can have a, a single show with you and, and it can be really successful. And then you, you, as the artist, um, you, you can show your work all over, um, which I, I think is incredible. So I would say step one, yeah, <laughs> step, step one yeah. is, is, uh, 
leave your options open. <laughs> you leave your options open, but I, you know, it, it, as I said before, it was, it was putting my workouts, uh, on Instagram and, uh, and sort of getting the content rights and, and getting the niche that I fit into, um, it, with the tags. And I didn't even realize what lowbrow pops realism was until people started tagging my stuff, uh, like that. <laughs> And I was like, okay, cool, because it's not really a scene in over here in in London, right? Um, but then I kind of I realised that this was a a niche that I I was happy belonging in. You know, I quite like the whole lowbrow thing. You know, I don't you know I don't like being kind of tied to the traditional art scene. I quite like what's going on right now. Um, and so, you know, I, I started sort of following that sort of stuff and going down that, that route. And I found a really, uh, really nice base and people that I really vibe with. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy being, being it part of that niche. Yeah. And I mean, you're a great, great addition to it. Again, uh, if you have not already, uh, seen Ben's work, or if you're not already familiar, definitely make sure to check it out. Uh, like now, because it's amazing. <laughs> um, uh, so we're going to come right back and Ben is going to tell you more about what you want to know about branching out uh, and much more. But first, a message from our sponsors. New York City, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and yes, Miami. These are just a few of the places where you and your art can meet your next collector when you take the next step and exhibit with us at Superfine Art Fairs. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine Fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we're offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest, reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world offer to learn more. Don't miss the chance to be a part of the top business artist community in the world. So... Ben, what is your best tip for artists out there on how to find fresh opportunities and avenues for their work? Well, yeah, I, I would say that you have to keep communicating with as many people as possible. Basically, the, the most successful people I've known have been the most sociable. And that doesn't necessarily come easily to uh, you know the average artist who, who becomes quite reclusive because of the practice and you know i keep saying most of what i do is work and and so yeah i i don't think i'm naturally a recluse but i just became that way um and in fact i do actually enjoy conversation i do i do like going out i hated going to openings though because it all seemed very forced but you know that was the way that it always used to be. You had to go to openings, but now you can do all that over the internet, and I'm much more comfortable with that. You know, you, you can just put out videos and do kind of ask me anything, and you know, people can ask questions. Um, but it, it's actually just keeping that that those lines of communi communication open. Um, that's the most important part. Don't get stuck in your own head. Don't get stuck in a rut. Um, and, you know, you'll be surprised. Usually it's the thing that you least expect will come up trumps and, and it, it will actually do way more for you than the thing that you, you plow all your energy into. But you need to not put all your eggs in one basket and just like spread it out, you know, do a bit of spread betting. 
it's uh it's uh it, it seems to work anyway um and then i would say that you should never say no to anything uh now you know you can be very precious as an artist and i i am uh and you know i got you know every artist has got a bit of an ego and you might kind of turn your nose up at certain things that are offered to you um but you shouldn't and in fact it's doing things that you're really not comfortable with that can help you the most um so i suggest that um just try and do you know things that are a bit out outside your comfort zone you might hate it you might love it but even if you hate it you learn from those mistakes and you go okay well i definitely don't want to do that now I'll, you know, I'll go on to something else. Um, and so, yeah, never say no. And yeah, just keep on sharing, keep on sharing with as many people as possible on the phone, on the web, just anywhere, basically. Um, uh, the more you put out there, you know, you could just keep putting your, your paintings on a white wall and posting it. And so it looks like you're doing a gallery show, you know, there's nothing to stop people from sort of, I, I can remember a, a, a lecturer that came came to Newcastle when I was studying there, and he said, "You, you need to create the uh, the aura of productivity, just the aura. You know, you might not have a show on, but you 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 know, it doesn't matter. Just pretend that you are. You keep on doing it. People are fucking sorry. People are uh, <laughs> people are you know believe you, and and there is a certain there's a certain amount of that. You know, you need to." you need to make it work you need to just be that every day and people go right yeah you belong there the aura of productivity i love it it's uh definitely that that fake it till you make it person yeah. or uh, uh sentiment um yeah absolutely and i mean what you were saying before about the things that you know might be out of your own comfort zone i mean like you said, when you're taking your art career seriously, it's, it's basically, it's work. It's like a job. So if there's certain things that aren't your favorite, um, that doesn't mean that, you know, it, like you can't enjoy being an artist, you know, you can kind of segment those o over to like, okay, you know, I make my art. I love being in the studio. And then, you know, I take these hours each day or each week to, um, to, talk to people on, on social media. I mean, that is kind of in the guise of being fun, which it is. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's, it's more fun than certain jobs, but also, you know, if it's not your favorite thing, you can just set aside the time, get it done and then, and then go back to whatever else you were doing. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I don't know where exactly I'm going with that, but like basically, um, I totally, I, I, I agree that it's just, you can, you can do it. You can put yourself out there and, um, and then it'll, you'll, you'll reap the rewards. So I think yeah. that it's, yeah. And you know, yeah, the more you do it, the more, the easier it gets as well. You know, it's, uh, you know, like this podcast, I, I this is the first time I've done anything like this and, you know, it's, it's a bit weird beginning yeah. <laughs> after a while you get into it, you know, I mean, it's, it, but, but it's yeah yeah no I've, I've done i've done talks in the past but yeah this is the first <laughs> podcast this is yeah sorry that's my wife in the background if you can Hi. hear her yeah she's, uh, she's a part of my life uh she she manages me essentially well, no, but i just also happen to just be in there. yes okay all right yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, well, Ben, before we go, um, I know that you have a solo show coming up in Seattle. Uh, could you tell us a little more about that? Um, oh, well, sure yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Good. It's, it's, it's already, it's already on now. Um, it's, uh, it started, um, last Friday and, uh, it's, oh, a, it's at, uh, Rock the Room. Um, and it's called to our glorious future. Um, and, uh, it, uh, meaning that it's, it's not particularly glorious, our future, in fact. So it's, it's, uh, slightly tongue in cheek. Um, and uh, it, it's sort of a culmination of um, it's a culmination of my work over about five years, um, starting uh, just after Brexit. I don't know if many Americans know about what's going on with all of that, but it's it's kind of turned our society upside down a little bit. And uh, it's it's the weaponizing of nostalgia. It's uh, the way that people like to. Uh, look backwards to a time of glory and and try and project it as as what we should be doing now so always looking backwards and there's safety in the past you know uh and i'm i'm kind of guilty of, of, of living in the past because the future's scary but you know it seems to be the mantra of of certain tabloids uh and politicians and so i what i've done is i've i've, I've been looking at uh, the regency uh, uh uh, period in British portraiture, um, and uh, they were called uh, swagger portraits. It was uh, peacocking uh, men and women, sort of showing their spoils of wealth and uh, how important they were. Um, and so I, I'm kind of subverting that imagery, and uh, sort of it's intentionally derivative and uh, using digital distortions and chromatic aberrations uh, to to really mess with the imagery to make it kind of unsafe and tainted. So so that's that's where I'm going with it. Uh, and there's stereoscopic painting, um, and there's a there's a wall hanging backdrop uh, where you can take selfies in front of. It's very tongue in cheek. It's very silly. Um, and so I'm sort of cheapening British history, if you like. <laughs> I love it. Um, and how long is the show going for? Um, I'm not sure. Probably to the end of the month. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. I, I haven't actually checked that one. Uh, it's but, Rock Rock Yeah, Rock Rock Gallery. Yeah, Gallery. So, yeah, if you go and check that one out online, you'll be able to find it. Yeah, um, absolutely. I don't, I don't know it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I should know oh, that. No, you're, you're totally fine. <laughs> and we'll, um, we'll include a link to, uh, to the gallery in the show notes as well. Oh, thank um, you. Ben, this has been such a great conversation. Uh, let's go ahead and bring it home for our listeners out there uh, with one more question. Uh, what should the artists listening do right now to start revving up their careers in a big way? So I would say uh, you've got to figure out what you want, essentially. I mean, if you figure out what you want, you, you can actually get it. Um, but it, it's more difficult than you might think, figuring out exactly what you want. Um, now, for me, I, I was asked this question when I was at college, what do you want? And for me, I, I thought I wanted to be in a, a, in a, like a history book of artists. I wanted a, a, my picture, a, like a place, a color place of, of my, one of my paintings and a little bit of story about me and my name, Ben Ashton, at the top. And I, that's what I wanted. And so I've, I've managed that already. And, it, you know, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be, but still I've managed it. And, um, and then you've got to pick the next thing that you want. So, you know, I think two years ago, I, I wanted to have a, um, international solo show and in two years time, I, I, I finally got there, but you've, you've got to first understand what that, that is. Um, and then what you do is you write it, uh, 
the top of a page and then you break it down into subsections and you figure out what you can do every day to actually make that happen. And once you've done that, you break it up into manageable bite-sized pieces, then yeah, you can manage it. It takes a couple of years. Some bigger things will probably take a lot longer, but you know, that's, that's what I would do personally. I think that's amazing. And yeah, again, just figure out what you want to do artists. And there, there's no, sometimes it can seem like, oh, you're an artist, you want to sell your art or, or like, you know, become a famous artist. It seems like there's only one or two options, but there really is, you can get really specific with exactly what you want, um, which it sounds like you did Ben and, and actually achieve that, which is incredible. Um, so yeah, I think that's such a, such a great last uh, piece of advice to be sharing with the artists listening. Uh, thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> um, so to all of you business artists out there, uh, Ben has been here with us to, uh, today sharing his amazing perspective. Uh, you can listen to this and all of our past podcasts on our website at www.superfine.world. To connect with Ben, you can follow him at Ben Ashton Art on Instagram and also benashtonart.com. As always, remember that we are at Superfine Art Fair on Instagram. Uh, we always appreciate a share when you're listening to the Artist Business Plan. And once again, if you could take a moment of your time to write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, it's super helpful for other artists finding out about our show and being able to take advantage of the tips we offer to help their own art careers as well. Uh, and as always, I'd like to wrap up the class by sharing a quick quote with you all. Today's quote is by Albert Hubbard, and it is, it has always been a mystery to me why people spend so much time deliberately fooling themselves by creating alibis to cover their weaknesses. If used differently, the same time would be sufficient to cure the weakness, then no alibis would be needed. Interesting. Take that with you today. <laughs> um, ben, it has been such a pleasure having you here with us today. Thank you again for sharing your perspective with our listeners. We're so grateful for that. My pleasure. Thanks for listening. Absolutely. Everyone else, have an awesome rest of your day and remember to stay on top of your artist business plan, get out there and make it happen. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Artist Business Plan, a weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs brought to you by Superfine Art Fair. Hosted by Superfine CEO Alex Mito and co-founder slash professional artist James Milley, join us and leaders in the art, marketing, and business arenas each week for tips, tricks, and value bombs designed to help you thrive and sell more art. For more information on applying to Superfine Art Fair, as well as recordings of this and all of our past podcasts, just visit www.superfine.world. We love to hear what you have to say, so follow us on Instagram at superfineartfair and shoot us a message to let us know you're listening. Looking for a more personal connection or want to exhibit at an upcoming fair? Shoot us an email at artistsmakingmoney at superfine.world and we'll get right back to you. That's artistsmakingmoney at superfine.world.